1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California?
3: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily tour with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybrezza.com.
2: Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids?
4: Who is God? And are there more than one? What is the truth? These questions have haunted me my whole life. And so when the opportunity presented itself to interview a messenger of Maitreya, I was all about it. Join me for an inquisitive conversation with Dick Larson, the chosen podcast messenger of Maitreya. I'm your host, Jimmy Brown. You're listening to The Unimaginable.
1: My name is Dick Larson, and I live in Southern California below Los Angeles um, near the beach uh, and love it here. (laughs) And uh, I grew up in Minnesota in a little town in southwestern Minnesota, and it was kind of a music man kind of town where they had concerts in the park once a week in the summer and, and people hardly ever locked their doors. I mean, it was just a remarkable place to grow up. Very, very safe and um, very kind. People were very kind in town and in a small town, you know, most of the people and they know you. So that's kind of how I grew up and uh, went through high school, participated actively in activities in high school and then uh, went to college. I got a bachelor's degree in sociology, um, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with that, but <laughs> but I did get my degree and I graduated. And then you know the the Vietnam War was on, and so the draft was all over the place, and I didn't want to stomp around in a rice paddy in Vietnam, so I enro- enlisted in the Air Force, and I was in the Air Force for four years, and that that stationed me out here in Southern California. I was stationed at a, at a huge air force base in Riverside, California, East of Los Angeles. And I was there for three and a half years. And then when I got out, I interviewed with several corporations for a job and I ended up becoming a corporate insurance broker for a very large worldwide company in Los Angeles. And, um, Let's see. So I was the middleman between the client and the insurance companies. And I tried to get the best deal for my clients. And I really liked it. And in those days, it was a good time to be an insurance broker because premiums were reasonable. And insurance companies wrote just about everything if you found the right company. And it was a good, I did that for about 23 years. And then the company that I was with, I had changed companies. They ended up laying off. The, the 10% of people who made the most money and I was one of those. So I got laid off. And during the layoff, they, they gave me a nice um, golden parachute where I got full pay for six months. And so I decided, what do I want to do next? Because I didn't I didn't want to do insurance anymore. And I had always been curious about special education kids going through the shopping mall with their teacher and so on. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do some volunteer work with, with those kids, with those Down syndrome kids. And so I did. I found a couple schools and I uh, volunteered part time at two different schools. One was specialized in autism and one in Down syndrome. And I kind of fell in love with the aut- autistic kids and I ended up taking the st- state teachers test. Um, and passing it and becoming a, a, a licensed credentialed teacher on what they called an emergency credential because there was, there was a shortage of teachers in the Los Angeles school district. So I taught, um, autistic kids for about three years. Um, before that, I did, um, substitute teaching for elementary kids. And then I, then I got the autism class. And I did that for about three years. And I realized, you know, this is great, but this isn't it. This is, you know, I didn't light my fire. So then I thought, well, now what do I want to do? Well, I had become familiar with people that were addicted. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll become an addiction counselor. So I went back to school for two years and I got certified as a California uh, state certified addictions counselor and I started working at a treatment center in Pasadena then eventually I ended up running that treatment center and then a, a college a small private college started down here in Orange County below Los Angeles and the gal who started the college asked me if I wanted to be her first instructor to teach adults how to be drug counselors and I thought oh this is this is perfect so I did and I taught for several years, many years, um, and then the school got bought out by somebody else, and it, it just wasn't the same. I didn't, I didn't agree with everything they were doing, and so at that point, my wife had said, "Dick, if you ever decide to retire, just do it. You don't have to ask me. Just do it." I was sixty-three years old at the time, and so I finally said, "You know, I'm just going to retire." So I did. I retired and I started drawing Social Security. And I became a volunteer uh, earlier. I became a volunteer for an organization called SHARE, S-H-A-R-E, International. SHARE International is a global um, organization of about 5,000 people um, who work to get information out. And that's what I'll be talking about tonight. What happened was before I retired, a friend of mine came up and said, there's a man coming to town named Benjamin Krem, spelled C-R-E-M-E. He's from London. He's actually Scottish, but he's from London. He's going to come to town. He comes here once a year and gives a lecture and has a big meditation, group meditation, and then he goes up to San Francisco. So I said, okay, I'll check him out. So I went to this lecture in Los Angeles, about 250 people there. Uh, with Benjamin Krem, and uh, about 90% of it just went right over my head. Mm-hmm. And about the 10% that I did, wasn't able to kind of wrap my brain around, really made sense to me. Now, this was primarily a spiritual presentation, but it was also kind of a common sense presentation. And I grew up Christian and my church was very important to me. I was going to be a preacher early on, never did. Um, and so I was familiar with some spiritual concepts through the Christian church. Well, about 10% of what he said made sense to me. And some of it was stuff I never heard in in church that just made sense. So I thought, well, i got to find out more. So Sharon International publishes a magazine 10 times a year, once a month. Two of the months are double issues, July, August, and December, January. And I got that, and I really got interested in what it had to say. So then I bought Benjamin Crum's first book, and that pretty much did it. I, I read things in there that I hadn't heard before, and that made sense. And I knew they were looking for volunteers. So I became a volunteer for Share International. Well, let me tell you, my life changed dramatically when that happened. I started to get a new world view. Uh I was pretty much a family guy, city guy. Maybe a little state. But but not much national or international view on the world. When I listened to the news, I didn't pay much attention to the world news. Um, it was mostly California news and Los Angeles news and that changed. And I started to look at people differently when I walked down the sidewalk, I, I started to see them as spiritual beings, which is kind of weird, but I did, it was, I wasn't so much concerned with what they were wearing anymore or what they look like, but rather that they were a spiritual being, you know, working on becoming as Evolved as they could, you know, in that lifetime, everything just changed. And I started to get an appreciation for the big picture and the long-term view of not only life, but of life on the planet. The thing that Benjamin Krem taught was something called the ageless wisdom teachings. And the ageless wisdom teachings is an ancient, ancient philosophy, but it's a living philosophy. It's not dead with dust on it. (laughs) And the two most recent teachers of the ageless wisdom are Alice A. Bailey, uh, who wrote about 20 books in the 1930s and 40s, and Benjamin Krem, who has about 17 books now. Benjamin Krem passed away a few years ago in his 90s, um, but his books are still available. So the ageless wisdom teachings had a great, they resonated with me very strongly as common sense. And Um, As new information as well, and it's it's been—it's the angel's wisdom has been revealed to humanity over the ages, mostly verbally, and then up until the latest, you know, it's been in writing in these books. And there's an old saying: when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, 2,000 years ago, we got a couple teachers. We got the Buddha who taught the wisdom of God and Jesus who taught the love of God. Well, it's been 2,000 years and humanity has grown up in the last 2,000 years. You know, man has come out of the herd. We stand as strong individuals now. And um, we saved the world. In World War I and World War II, we saved freedom. Uh, for the world. And so things are quite different now than than they were then, and it's been 2,000 years. So it's time for the next teacher. We are ready for the next teachings, is, is my understanding. And the next teachings will be God's will. What is God's will and what is the purpose behind that will? So we've got the wisdom of God, the love of God, and now the will of God. And that teacher is due to come forward to humanity at any time.
5: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Since every minute counts
3: when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Brezza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at BabyBrezza.com.
1: What Benjamin Krem said made a whole lot of sense to me. And the fact that historically we've gotten great teachers about every 2,000 years, which means about every new age. What is an age? An age has to do with astronomy, not astrology. Our solar system, and consequently our planet, doesn't sit still in the heavens. It moves in an elliptical orbit. And as it does that, we're surrounded by 12 great constellations, Mm -hmm. which we call the zodiac. We are in alignment with, we come into alignment one at a time with each of these 12 constellations, and and we're in alignment for about 2,250 years. They're they're not spaced exactly evenly. Well, at the beginning of each age, we receive a teacher for that age. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came as the teacher for the age of Pisces. And and you know I grew up a Christian. So all the all the fish analogies in the mm-hmm. Christian Bible all make you fishers of men. He fed the crowd with fish. No accident. There's two symbols for Christianity: the cross and the fish. And I would dare say many Christians can't tell you why the fish, but Jesus knew because he knew he was the teacher who came to inaugurate the age of Pisces. When we're in alignment with one of these constellations, we're bombarded with these tremendous energies from this constellation. And that energy, those energies help us evolve. Everything on the planet evolves. Everything in the so, solar system evolves.
4: So what is it in, in those energies that actually has the uh, ability to, to help a human evolve?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. The two primary energies, for example, of Pisces are individuality and dedication to an ideal. So in the last...
4: Pisces was the last age, right? Yes. So we're in the new, the new age. Is Aquarius? is that what Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, it's backwards
1: from the way you see it in the newspaper. Yeah.
4: Right. So Aquarius is the age that we're in now from a religious or you know, standpoint, really, or, or if you're looking at it as you're looking at it from an astronomical
1: standpoint. Yes. Let's cut to the age that we're in. So individuality, man has come out of the herd in the last 2000 years. Dedication to an ideal of freedom is what saved the world in World War II. Pisces has done its job. Now in 1625, if you talk to an astronomer, they call it the precession of the equinox. They don't call it the ages. They call it the precession of the equinox. The astronomer would say that in 1625, we started moving out of the influence of Pisces. And in 1675, we started moving into alignment. With the next constellation, Aquarius. Well, the two primary energies of Aquarius are cooperation and synthesis. So, what's going to happen now, evolutionary wise, is those strong individuals that were built under Pisces are now going to learn to work together cooperatively in groups.
4: And how does that work for like with 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 every era or age being, you know, two thousand years or whatever it may be. How how does that translate? You know, with the the knowledge and the wisdom that was gained during the Pisces era, um, now we're in the Aquarius era, But there is a you know, you're saying there's a hybrid or a mix or an, an understanding that's been transferred, a wisdom that's been transferred, um, that is making this new age stronger. You know, and um, and like what? How does that work? But because there's two thousand years there, is that all just through teachings, like with the Bible or uh, with, with proverbs or or What's your take on that?
1: Yeah. It, it's not about the Bible or any religion in particular. This is not a religious event. It, it's Religions were built to help people step up the first few rungs of the spiritual ladder to realize that maybe they're a living soul. You know, that's and religions are serving the purpose. The primary purpose of religion is to teach and to heal. They've done almost no healing at all and a terrible job of teaching. So the religions need to be fixed. All of them Buddhism, Christianity, all of them need to be fixed. We're halfway into Aquarius and halfway out of Pisces. So that means these energies are crisscrossing right now. And whenever that happens, transitioning to a new age, there's chaos on the planet. Why is there chaos? Because every institution that we have, education, Healthcare, science, politics, government has all been built with Piscean energy. Piscean has served humanity for a long time. Piscean energy is being withdrawn.
4: Does it take a second for the energy to basically move on? You know what I mean? Because so yeah. there's no clear cut. You know, there's not like Pisces over in Arbor in Aquarius. And we're starting that. It's like there's a tapering off and the energies are transferring and that causes chaos.
1: Absolutely. Because they're being withdrawn, all these institutions don't work anymore. They quit working. They're collapsing. They can't do anything but collapse until we rebuild them with the energies of cooperation. Is
4: that part of the universal plan of things? Of course. As you would see things in general, like, or as you would like to see things, or as people talk about things in terms of the universe, it's like it's it's usually there to serve you. It's usually there to. There's always a reason for it. Yeah. So if we're talking about these eras being, um, kind of predetermined because they do come in order. So like each one of those has its own characteristics and those can obviously transfer over and the energy of that can transfer over in two years. That makes sense. But why is there a conflict then in terms of the pattern or the order?
1: Yeah, there's a conflict right now because a lot of people on the planet are still back with the way it used to be. And uh, the new people, the younger people on the planet, um, are, can't wait for change. They see the need for change. They see that we need to change these institutions. Education isn't working, healthcare isn't working. We need to change these so that they will serve humanity again. So what we have now is more separation than we've ever had between, let's just say, the Republicans and the Democrats in the U.S. They've never been farther apart. There's this tremendous separation. Every religion says they know the way. You know, there's all this separation. And that's what happens in this transition time. This too will pass. <laughs>
4: what is, is what you're talking about global? You know, is it just really like our governments across the world, you know, kind of having a similar trait that the you know United States is seeing at the moment? Yes. Um, is that is it worldwide?
1: Oh, totally. It's absolutely worldwide. Yeah. We've never had so much difference of opinion, huge differences of opinion, and and angry differences mm-hmm. of opinion in a long time. I mean, th- this is this is really coming to a head now, and I'll tell you why it's part of the plan. Doesn't seem to make any sense, but it does. It's part of the plan because it's forcing us to make a choice. Do we want to go this way or do we want to go this way? Do we want to work with these people or do we want to work with these people? But like surely, and I'm all,
4: I'm actually just playing devil's advocate here because I'm, I'm interested in getting to the bottom of it, but surely there's always been a choice to go one way or the other. Yes. Like as in, in my mind, it's like, well, there's the way of truth and, and uh, in your gut, you feel it, it's your instinct. It's like, it's just the way that you know you should go. And then there's the other way, right? Yes. And so I think that on a core level, that's kind of what it boils down to. And, you know, there was other, when you go the other way, it's usually because of fear or, you know, some issues that you have or with safety or survival or all of those things. But then you know, on the other side of things, it's like if you can really become that spiritual being like what you talked about earlier on. Yes. How you start to see people like that and how they could evolve. Yes. I think there's something really cool about that because, um, you know, we are all spiritual beings, right? And we are little specks on this planet and there is a universe out there and there are potentially other life forms out there. Um, but we have the ability to feel, we have the ab- ability to communicate, to pass down information um, and also to like, you know, it, it makes us, it, 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 in the grand scheme of things, you feel quite unimportant. But whenever you really live in this world and in your own skin, you realize that actually what you have is very important because it has the ability to affect somebody else's life. And, you know, obviously if you scale that up, um, like that comes back to the political stuff that you're talking about, because if these energies have transformed and there are the Piscean kind of mentality, is that still set in stone with, and then the new generation's coming in and there's a divide obviously that happens there. there you were drawn to this because there was a practical um, part of it yes. that you really, you were drawn to. What, what were the, like, if, you know, and if you could summarize, I'm sure there's obviously, it's very difficult to summarize all those books, but if there was like, you know, a few things that you took away from those books that are very practical that you would say are like kind of, you know, the main things, what, what, what are those?
1: Well, one of the things that struck me that I didn't get from my Christian church, for example, is that the ageless wisdom says that the nature of the soul is to serve. And so once we get in touch with our soul through meditation or prayer or whatever, any any spiritual practices we might have, once we get in touch with our soul, we start looking for ways to help people. And that can be anything. It can be financial donations. It can be volunteer work. It can be starting uh, nonprofits that feed people. I mean, anything. But we start looking for ways to serve. So one of the problems w- that we've built up is greed and competition and and uh uh desire for power. Those three things on an individual basis demonstrate in almost every aspect of life on this planet. Yeah. Um and it's killing life on this planet. It's killing relationships. And so what we need we're moving from a time, Jimmy, of competition to a time of cooperation. Huge, huge difference. And like, why, why is that? Like, can you prove that? Sure, I can't prove it, but I can show you how it works. Individuals are losing their power. Powerful individuals around the world in whatever field are starting to become less and less effective at helping people and at getting things done.
4: Can you give an example?
1: Well, sure, the president, president of the United States, for example. Which one? <laughs> has very little impact in the world anymore. And presidents of other countries are having very little impact in the world. It, it takes a long time for that to go away. Dictators are starting to die out. There's, go, there's fewer and fewer dictators. Um, what's happening, though, is groups... I'll give you an example in the United States. People marching in the streets saved our health care several years ago. Big groups in every major city in the United States, they were marching in the streets saying, don't get rid of our health care. We need our health care. Don't mess with it. And so the government finally backed off and didn't mess with it.
4: What are, you talking about? are you talking about Medicaid health care or is in like, what do you mean?
1: Medicaid, Medicare, and just the general... Yes, health care that each state provides. Obamacare is a great example. that People wanted to get rid of it, and people marching in the streets said, no, we need that, and and it saved it. Um, people marching in the streets are marching all around the world now. In the Unions are marching way more than they used to. See, the thing about Aquarian Energy, it supports groups, not individuals. So when people march in the streets, they have this tremendous power they don't even know about. That's behind them, helping them accomplish things. The Benjamin Krem and his, see, I didn't tell you about his master. Um, Wait were, hang on
4: a second. I want to hear, I want to hear about it. I'm really honestly super interested in the, the energies of these different, like Aquarian energy and Piscean okay. energy. Like, who, who, who decided like what energies those are? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how did somebody figure out this is a Piscean energy? Like, did, did somebody record that or talk about it? Was like, you know what I mean? How was that information? How did somebody come up with the data to put that together and then for people to be able to talk about it in a way and say, this is what this is?
1: The ageless wisdom says that there's spiritual beings continue to evolve as we humans, once we become spirits, continue to evolve in the spiritual world. So there's layers of advanced spirituality, just like in a corporation, there's layers of management. Yeah. Earth has a God. That God is responsible for the plan of planet Earth.
4: Now who's that God?
1: It's ca- he's called the Logos of planet Earth. Sanat Kamara, have you heard that name? Mm, no. Nope. Okay. Sanat Kamara is the, uh, is the name of the God of this planet. Then there's a God for every planet. Then the okay. solar system, there's a God for the solar system. He's res- he's responsible for the plan for the whole solar system. Then there's a okay. God for the the Milky Way galaxy.
4: Are these gods accessible in any way?
1: The God for planet Earth is accessible through prayer and meditation, but here's how it works. You don't actually contact God directly. God has intermediaries that communicate on his or her, its behalf, but God has no sex. Um, And those are the senior members of our spiritual kingdom, Jimmy. Uh, Well, as we go through thousands of lifetimes, we finally Mm -hmm. learn all the lessons planet earth has to teach us and we don't need to come and take a body anymore. Then we are become a permanent spirit, a permanent consciousness. Those are called masters of the wisdom, not because they're masters over us, but because they're masters over themselves. They're called many things, Lord, the Lords of compassion. There are 63 of these great beings. Once you become a master, you can go one of seven ways, seven paths. One of those mm-hmm. paths is the path of earth service. There are 63 of these great beings that have stuck around planet earth. They're living in the mountain and desert regions of the world where they don't have to deal with pollution. Some are in bodies and some are not, but they're consciousness. And they have been the guide and the directors of humanity behind the scenes helping God administer God's plan on the planet. So when we pray, the prayer is answered by one of the masters.
4: Back to Benjamin. Yes. like This is kind of like where you derived this information from. Where did he get it from?
1: Perfect, perfect question and perfect timing. He was trained, he wanted to be, he was never forced to do anything. He said, would you be willing to go around and tell the world that it's time for the next great teacher, that people can have some hope despite how bad and messed up things are because a great teacher is coming not to start a religion, not to wave a magic wand and make everything okay. he said- If so, one of the masters wants to start communicating with you telepathically, and he will train you how to receive that communication. So Benjamin Cram was trained for over a decade in how to receive telepathic communication from one of the masters of wisdom, and it's through that master that he gave out this information. Who was our master? He, He wasn't able to reveal his name for several reasons.
4: But but is it, and then where did that master get his information from?
1: From the logos of the planet.
4: I'm trying to go back to the genesis of the uh, the foundation of like this whole thing. Right. Um, I'm fascinated because the parallels that you draw are they're spot on. You know, in terms of like where we're at as a society. Um, you know, I, I understand and and feel energies myself and I'm not, um, I'm, I'm very aware of that. Good. And they're real. And so I, yeah, like, and I, I, I feel that stuff, right. You know, it's like, I think, I think, you know, I think a lot of people do. And like, um, but for me, the biggest problem that I've had with, with believing in something, uh, like where I put my full Self into it <laughs> because I used to be an evangelical Christian and okay. you know, I was on TV leading worship and like in a big church and all did the whole thing. Yes. Um, and I, I got kind of sidetracked with it because I, I did, you know, the way that there were using us to get money and, and, you know, and there was just a, it was a political thing too. And that's the religion stuff that we're talking about before. But the, the, so I'm not involved in that anymore. And I, I don't have that connection at all, yep. but, but I, but I still, and that actually helped me wake up a lot, to be honest. Yes, I can relate. Um, but yeah. So like, but what I'm, what I'm really fascinated with is, is the truth. Yes. Right. And so, and so if somebody can't show me where the source of truth is, yes or even explain it. And, and obviously we're talking about spiritual things. So I understand that it may not be yeah. like a physical address, yeah. but you know, but I want to get to the bottom of it. Uh-huh. You know, I want to know because if there's no reason for this whole thing that we're doing here yeah. on this earth, yeah, um, then it's very strange to me because it would appear that with the level of intelligence that we have and the spiritual capabilities that we have and our ability to, to transcend and overcome uh, crazy things that happen to people and like, um, you know, and and just be so in tune with kind of everything. And, and people know this stuff now. This is like in in our vernacular. Um, but where does it all come from? What's the, what's the yeah. real truth? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: The, the, the truth has been released to humanity when we're ready to learn it over the eons. And that process continues. It comes from the logos of the planet to the masters of wisdom who administer God's will on and the God's plan on the planet through humanity. They don't do anything. They will never force us to do anything. We have free right. will, Jimmy, and it's sacred. What they do is they take the most advanced human beings at the time who are more receptive to their ideas and their energies, and they work through those people, whether it's in the arts or in government or in science. They work through those people, and the bulk of humanity ends up ultimately learning from them and fa- and growing. Learn and grow is why we're on the planet. We are on the planet. You asked this question, and I'll I'll give yeah. you the ageless wisdom answer. Right. We are on the planet to spiritualize matter.
4: To spiritualize matter. Yes. Hang on. Okay.
1: Okay. Right. That includes so, the so animals, dogs, cats. This- but we no,
4: wait, hang on a second. <laughs> let's talk about what. Let's talk about what matter is. Okay, because you know. So okay, so my understanding of matter is that it's measurable, right? Yes, because because if if it doesn't matter, you can't measure it, right? You know. So you know what I mean. So if something matters, it's like well, some, if something really matters. You feel that, right? If it doesn't matter that much, you're like, okay, whatever, right? And but th- but that's a very basic kind of way of thinking about it. But I think it's kind of um, there's a there's a it's kind of profound at the same time. So if so, um, and this comes back to something I was thinking about earlier when you were talking, because if you're going to spiritualize matter, what I was thinking about while you were speaking earlier was that uh, is there this paradigm where everything that happens physically is actually a representation of what's happening happening spiritually. You know, and and that kind of like, I'm drawing this kind of, I'm, well, I'm feeling some connection between what you're saying, Naya, by spiritualizing matter, you know?
1: Yeah. There's an angel's wisdom saying that goes, as above, so below. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. We are a reflection of what is going on at the higher level. Now, here's what I meant by matter I meant solid, liquid, and gas. Yeah things that exist in solid liquid and gas yeah. and and that includes us yeah. now now humanity is made up of four aspects every major philosophy and religion agrees we're made up of physical emotional mental and spiritual matter physical emotional mental and spiritual now if you think about it that's the order of evolution first we were animal man then we got feelings then we started to be able to use our mind And then we became aware that we're living souls. That's the order of evolution. So we are what's happened though is the bulk of humanity, Jimmy, is at the emotional level. That's where they're focused. And that causes all these fights and all these arguments and all this disagreement and all this emotional chaos and the, 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 the advanced Elements just of rack, humanity yeah. right. are starting to get in touch with their mind and their soul. So yeah. you could say that the body and the physical and emotional is our lower self and our mind yeah. and our spirit is our higher self.
4: Right. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. That's I mean, where that's, we're going.
1: We're going to, yeah. f- see. we are not going to run our lives based on our feelings anymore. We're going to run our lives based on our thoughts and our spiritual will.
4: Yeah. Well, so, okay. So, so who are you in all of this?
1: Just an ordinary person who was attracted to this information. There are several volunteers that are members of Share International who are trying to carry on the, the, the task that Benjamin Krem took upon himself all by himself. There were supposed to be five people giving out this information. He, the yeah. other four said, no, thank you. He was the only one that volunteered to travel the world without pay giving lectures and doing meditations to get out the information that it's time for a great teacher whose personal name is Maitreya. It's Sanskrit, and it means the happy one, the one who brings joy, and that he is, he is here in a physical body now.
4: How is he happy?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. It's more than happy. It's joyful. Happy is an emotion. Joy comes from the soul because he knows he's omniscient. He knows where this is all headed. He knows that it's all going to work out
4: so he's happy he's happy because he has a, a faith, a belief in and an understanding of what's going to happen.
1: Not a belief, knowledge
4: knowledge okay but but okay yes. I, I, yeah, I would get split hairs on the difference between those two things, but the fact is is that he has something that that a lot of people don't have to yes. make him understand that he can be joyful,
1: right. Yes, he's the perfected human being who has the love of God in his heart. And, and, and so, like, but, but that, there is a faith element
4: to that, right? Because, like, because cause you have to know that it, it, he's believing and with knowledge that something is going to happen in whatever way he knows, whatever's being told to him. But, like, there is an element of faith in that because it hasn't happened yet.
1: Here's the difference if your mom says that ice cube is cold, and you believe her that's faith if you touch that ice cube and experience it being cold that is knowledge
4: right but so but, but okay so the so the is it is it that the knowledge is timeless yes
1: he's timeless okay he's had he's had hundreds of thousands of lifetimes and become a perfected human being he's one of the most evolved of the masters where is he his his base was in the himalayas He made a body himself, a physical body that he can't be killed or or destroyed. He can appear in 30 places at once. He made a physical body, and then he flew from Pakistan to London. When? July 19th, 1977. Okay. Now, if you think about it, the masters know all about numerology. Seven is July, 77. Seven is a very spiritual number. Seven is, according to the ageless wisdom, seven is the seven, there are seven primary energies that make up everything on the planet. And it's a combination of those seven energies that make up everything. That's why there are seven wonders of the world. That's why there are seven colors in a rainbow. That's why there are seven notes on a musical scale. It's not an accident. There are seven primary energies. That's one of the reasons Seven is such a sacred number. So he came on 777. Seven, seven, and he came on July 19th, the one and the nine. That's the beginning and the end of the decimal system, the alpha and the omega.
4: That, that's, not, that's not enough to sell me on believing everything he said. Oh, no.
1: Oh, I'm not trying to get you to believe anything.
4: I think that you are, and that you should be. And I want to, you know what <laughs> no, I mean? You no, know, because, because like, is it, well, like, listen, like you have something that you're talking about that you believe in and I'm trying to figure out if I should believe it. You yeah. know, that's where I'm coming <laughs> from. Because I, like I said, like I'm looking for the truth and, and I'm like, well, let's talk about it because like, I actually like what you're saying. Um, but I like the parallels to where we are right now in society. It's a great thing to be able to want to help other people. Um, and I think that whatever way things are communicated to you, in in your belief and in, in this, n- might necessarily not be wrong at all. Like I say, it might be absolutely the truth. But like you know, it, but it, essentially that there's a lot of uh, commonality with um, the way that I feel as a human and the way that you know I think a lot of other people do. And and also I do too. And the fact that you were saying about uh, there's going to be a lot of co- uh, cooperation, Um yes. you know, and th- that's cool because it kind of transcends. The religious boundaries that may have been there in the past, and also transcends like, you know, the different faiths and different gods. Because I think we're at a point in humanity where, you know, I think there's a lot of people that understand that whether we call it God or we call it Buddha or we call it Jesus or we call it Mary, whatever, like, yes, we're really talking about the same thing, right? Yes, and so it's like I think people are starting to get onto that vibe, yeah. And, yeah. and and I'm with that because you know, like my own mother, like if, if she didn't have her faith in Jesus Christ, I think that she would have a hard time in life yes. because that has been a backbone for her. And to take that backbone out of somebody that's, yeah. you know, later in life, that's been through a lot, um, wouldn't be good, you know? And, and it's like, but if, she, but for her to be able to kind of like watch how her kids have evolved and the way that we talk, even in the way that I'm talking to you, um, I think she kind of gets it. She's like, you know, yeah. you know you, yes, this is, this is my thing. And, but, I, but you guys are like kind of doing the same thing, but you're like just talking about it in a different way. Um, exactly. You know, and so I'm like, I, I, so yeah. She's anyway, pretty sharp. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, by the way, I'm sorry for the tragedies in your life.
4: Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I'm I really, really sorry. And, and I, the ageless wisdom says that we come into this lifetime we, with the help of one of the masters, we choose our parents. We choose our family. We choose where we're going to be born.
4: I mean, there's no way I life. chose my dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. No way. You did. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. <laughs> to even the karma. For That's example.
4: That's a lot. Some, some,
1: That's a some lot. people, some people are born to an abusive parent.
4: To even well, the karma? So that means, so basically what you're saying is, is that. I'm, well, that
1: means in a previous life you did something to him. I mean, my, yeah. I, must, I must have done something yeah. bad. You were his mother or his brother or his sister or his parent, his father, and you did something nasty to him. You abused him in some way or whatever. And now coming back into this lifetime, see when people understand the law of cause and effect, which is just karma, cause and effect, as you sow, so shall you reap. It's taught in every major religion. And, and, in science, it's um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. When people understand that,
4: but like that's a cheap, that's a cheap way of just saying, like if you do something, something happens. There's consequences to does. everything, right? So, yes, like, it I, does. I don't like over spiritualizing concepts like that because yeah. it, it takes it takes away from the practical like uh, part of it, which you you know talked about earlier. But the practical things in life are the things that give people the the ability to handle each day, you know? And so I think when you over-spiritualize that, it's kind of like, it, it becomes... I'm, not, like-
1: I, I'm sorry, i think sorry. I think it's very practical. It, it tells you that if you have an abusive parent, they're just balancing the karma out from the previous lifetime, whichever one, where you abused them. And so you don't try to get revenge. That's why revenge doesn't work. You just, you just let it happen and move on. You know, and and so here, for example, when I see I'm driving in traffic and I see a car that wants to get into the lane, but there's too much traffic, I always stop and I let that car in. So when I'm in that when I'm trying to get into traffic, guess what happens? Somebody always stops for me. That's karma. No, I I, I get
4: that. Look, if you walk out of the door in the morning to work and you're just grumpy and you're pissed off and you know, like yeah. you're, you're pretty much going to come across some guy that said like, that was some shit to you. And like, and it's going to be a bad day. Right. You know? And so, like, yeah. and that, and that's a good example of how practical that knowledge is, you know, even though it's a very, that's specific, what I was trying to
1: say. It's very, very practical. practical. Knowledge,
4: though, really? Cause you know, it's just like, wow. Like if you treat people well, you will be treated well, you know? And it's Bingo. Like,
1: oh. It's simple, but it's true. Yeah. 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 It works. Yeah. It works. There are great lords of karma in the spiritual kingdom, and they're responsible for administering the law of karma on planet Earth, so that it always balances out.
4: Huh? Wait, and wait, then, a bit, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what? Where, like, where are these? Where, like, like, how many of them are there?
1: The lords of karma. I think there are three. And like, they're, and they're they do they have angels? They're in, the solar, they're in the solar system Sirius. Sirius is our sister solar system. It's extremely advanced. We're okay. very fortunate to have Sirius as our, as our sister solar system. And they administer the laws of karma and make sure it's balanced. So for example, with your dad, now it's probably, the scales of karma are probably balanced and you will never have to have him in another lifetime of yours, ever. Because the scales are balanced.
4: Thank God for that. Now you're
1: done with it. You're you're done with that problem. <sighs> I know.
4: <laughs> I mean, that's you know, like, sure. I mean, like, I'm. That's a, a relief. relief. I'm. A, it's not. No, it's not a relief. It's like, it's like, it's like the karma gods got it wrong. You know, like, you know, like, yeah, I don't think. I think they were like doing something that night. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they weren't paying attention. Yeah, I'm
4: like yeah, I was asking how many there are. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're so funny, <laughs> but um. I get what you're saying. Like, and I, like obviously like, you know, yes, it's like, I think that's very practical. I think it's obvious that no matter what happens, like there's ripple effects to any, any decision we make or any action we take. And, you know, even in your own mind, whether it's, you know, just how your day goes because of your chain of thought, um, or whether it's something you do or say or whatever, um, i I love that practicality um, yeah. i, I get I guess so like I think we 're kind of on the same page in a lot of ways, um in terms of like well here 's the actual makeup of of us as humans like here here 's what works here 's what doesn 't work, um and like yes, there are some kind of ideas and concepts that you 're bringing up that I just wasn 't aware of before talking to you um, and the, and so that's yeah i'm 'm happy to I'm excited actually to to learn about it, but what what I'm trying to work out. Is, yeah. is, are you, are you, the, are you like um, like an ordained messenger or like what's your role? And is it like, I know you work with Cher, but like, mm-hmm. why, why do you want to, like, is, what's the agenda of getting the message out? Is there no agenda? Is it just like literally here's some good information yeah. or is there's, there like a thing,
1: you know? There's two parts to the, my agenda. <laughs> yeah. The first part is to give people hope. As bad as it looks right now, it's going to get better. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: This is almost the worst. We might have a little bit more to go, but see, one of the great laws of, one of God's great laws is balance, equilibrium. And that means that however bad it is, that's how good it's going to get in the future. We have a lot to look forward to. For example, the ending of starvation on the planet. I'm told that will happen within about three years of Maitreya coming forward openly to humanity. And I'll tell you how he's going to do that so that everybody will know whether I'm full of beans or not. <laughs> but before we get to that, the first part of my agenda is that give people hope for the future. There's hope. Hang in there. Hang in there.
4: Why? What is the hope you're giving them? I understand that we're to, to begin with, it's we're talking about the ages that we're living in. And so yeah. we're moving through time and we're moving through these ages. So there's maybe hope coming because of this, commonality and this cooperative kind of nature that's coming energetically. All of these things, well, that in particular is conceptual. It's quite vague. It's very general. Um, So how does that give somebody hope that is starving?
1: My tryout said through Benjamin Cram that, well, we already know this. We have a 14% per capita surplus of food in the world. It's just not getting distributed. So we got plenty of food, but it's just not getting distributed to the people that are starving. So, plans are being, he said that plans are being made behind the scenes on how to distribute the food. And that once Maitreya comes forward and convinces us, see, yes, convinced convinces the wrong word, he's going to show us in our mind's eye, we're going to see it happen, and he's going to explain to us that. We need to feed everybody. There's no reason to have people starving and dying, mostly children, uh, on this planet every day in the thousands. That's not, that, it's not a –
4: that's like – I mean, I think we all know that if the world came together, there would be no starvation.
1: Well, the world's going to come together. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. That, that's what gives, should, should give people hope is that once, he, once he, people agree with him, it'll be within three years. So nobody will be, be starving power? on the planet. Nobody will be starving
4: he'll be the catalyst for that to happen. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: He's going to,
4: and is he going to appear physically or? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. He's in a physical body.
4: So when's that going to happen?
1: Um, that's the thing. Just like the Bible that you learned, nobody knows the day or the hour. I'm telling you what I, I'll tell you what I think. It's nothing official.
4: Isn't that kind of a con? Well,
1: it could be taken that way.
4: Well, I mean, it's the, the day or the hour. I'm like, I mean, that pisses me off because like, I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like, if, if, like if, if I'm going to put my life and soul into, into um, understanding and believing in your teachings and who you are and, and all of that, like, like and, and you're, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot to
1: ask uh, somebody. You yeah, know? I don't it's want like, you, you forget, I don't want you to believe me. And Maitreya says, don't believe me. Just practice what I teach. Here's the deal. But, but I'm saying, saying by 2027... 20,
4: 20, if you practice what he preaches, what he's preaching is authenticity, sincerity, like serving... Um, God,
1: you're, you're spot on.
4: You know? But yeah, but like I know, but then he's not doing that by not telling... He's like, he's like, but I'm, I'm
1: not going to tell you when I'm going to come. Well, he's, he's got to... People don't understand how great these beings are and what they have to deal with because there are dark forces in the world. So they're, they're concerning real. The
4: dark forces... They're real and they're huge.
1: outside of what we know about it. So he's got he's to equate all the energies pouring through our solar system mm-hmm. and coming into the planet Earth and, and the status of humanity and, and our suffering and our hope for the future and our prayers that we need help. Mm-hmm. He's got to make all that happen so that when he comes forward, it's the perfect time to come forward to have the greatest possible impact on the world. Okay. And so he can't even predict when he's going to do it. He doesn't
4: know. That's fine. I mean, that's very similar. I'm
1: saying it'll be within the next five years, probably the next three years.
0: Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity school of natural health.
5: since every minute counts when you're a new parent. Who wants to
3: waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at
1: BabyBrezza.com. When Maitreya comes forward on radio and television, here's how people will know if it's him. I'm going to give them three ways. Okay. Number one, they'll see his face on TV, but his lips won't move. They will hear his words in their head in whatever their native language is. It'll be telepathic communication, which is how the spiritual universe talks to each other. They communicate telepathically. So that's the one. It'll be a weird experience because you'll be hearing him, but he won't be talking. The second way people will know it's probably him. You
4: up with some really great schizophrenic drugs off the back of that.
1: So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the second way is that while he's speaking for 30 minutes, 25, 45, people will feel the love of God in their heart like they've never felt it before. That'd he nice. said... He said it will be as if I physically embrace you. That's how strong it will be. A lot of people be crying, I'll probably be one of them. The third way you'll know it's him is that when he's done talking, addressing the world, telling us who he is, why he's here, giving us some ideas about how we can change life on this planet so it gets better. When he's done speaking, there will be press reports, Jimmy, from around the world that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people were miraculously healed. Nice. And in in these three ways, you'll know that this is the teacher and that you're you're be very individual. Everybody will have to decide for themselves whether they think he makes sense, whether they think he's a good guy or a bad guy. Everybody will decide. Benjamin Cram said that it, that it, it appears about a third of the people will say this sounds good how can I help right about a third of the people will say whoa I'm gonna wait and see right and about a third of the people will say look out antichrist bad guy look out yeah yeah. but that third that will respond initially is more than the critical mass needed to start turning this planet around cool I love and that. creating a heaven Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California
3: is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary, stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at BabyBrezza.com.